Social media is everywhere. Whether it's being used for communication, information, or entertainment, you can't escape it. In recent years, apps like Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok have increased in popularity, not only for the purpose of sharing content, but also for knowledge sources, instant messaging, and social networks. Many of these apps are targeted towards younger audiences, which means that social media use has increased in schools. Many argue that this is negatively affecting the classroom environment and that social media in schools can even be dangerous. Believe it or not, a lot of this can be explained through the economic perspective. I'm Alex Brucker. I'm Leighton Carlson. And on today's episode of Economics, we will be discussing social media in schools. Before we delve into the economic characteristics of social media in school, we wanted two different perspectives, that of a high school student and that of a high school teacher. First, Alex interviewed Anton Rotelli, a senior at Aiken High School. First, I asked Anton if he personally used social media, in which he responded, Yes, I do. I then asked Anton how social media has impacted his efficiency in school. <laughs> um, well, there's times where uh, you will be on social media and not be doing my homework during mm-hmm. some hours, and that's, is that impedes on it a little bit. I guess it's more so of a distraction than anything. It's clear that Anton's efficiency is being impacted by all the social media while he's trying to work on homework. Right, and efficiency is about getting as much done as possible in as little time possible. And I'm sure that Anton's not alone in getting distracted by social media. I then talked to Suzanne Brucker, a teacher at Aiken High School, to get her perspective on social media's impact on student efficiency. She had a very similar answer to Anton. Oh my goodness, yes. Um... Yes, I think so. We see it overall, though. There's been a a, a drop off after COVID. I know that oh, yeah. um, students around the country even have said that that they feel like their teachers are more lenient with them now, and like on assignment dates and due dates and and work and things like that. So that's not just social media, but I do know I see it in my own classes where kids will rush through assignments and not worry about so much learning and the interaction on the assignments. They just want to get oh, back yeah. to Snapchat or mm-hmm. they want to get back to whatever, whatever they're on now. So it's always like a looming distraction. Yeah. So it seems to me that both students and teachers are in agreement that social media definitely negatively impacts students' efficiency. And I would say it impacts it inside and outside of school. Whether students are rushing to finish an assignment or just not doing it altogether, They're doing it because they want to go back on their phones. Like Mrs. Brucker said, they want to go back on those apps to get that instant gratification because it makes them happier than doing homework. Yeah, and the kids obviously aren't seeing the opportunity costs of running through their homework and doing a sloppy job just to get their next fix of social media like some kind of meth addict. (laughs) Right, exactly. And those opportunity costs being mentally present in class and potentially even your grades. And this has a lot to do with incentives. Now, an incentive is something that motivates you to do or not to do something. And in the case of social media in the schools, incentives cause the problem, but can also potentially solve the problem. 
and it looks like the incentive to use social media is stronger than the incentive to do other things like classwork or studying. Right, and this, of course, is the problem. And this is kind of by design because social media is designed to be addictive. And since social media is targeted to younger audiences, it's no surprise that they fall victim to this addiction, to their cell phones and to using apps like Snapchat, for example. In the interview between Alex and Anton, Anton expressed that if there was an incentive for students to use social media in a more positive way, then they would. I think a lot of people, if there's a cause for it, like, um, I think a lot of people would step up for that. The trouble is that there's always going to be the people, they're kind of hiding behind their screen, so they're going to be like, oh yeah, let's do this, or oh, let's not do this, but in, in reality, they might do it or they might mm-hmm. not. Um, but I think that if there's a cause, if there's... I, a lot of people don't do anything now without an incentive, and so, mm-hmm. but you would be able to find the people who would just do it out of just the kindness of themselves mm-hmm. a lot quicker than just going around and asking people. Now, after Anton said this, I was really curious about some ways that we could use social media in the classroom in, like, a positive way rather than it being a distraction. And I kind of did some research and found that some teachers do use social media in the classroom. One really fascinating example that I saw was using Twitter as a class messenger board um, and having students post collaborative things on Instagram and Snapchat. And... You know, the most common way I've seen social media used in school in a positive way is to announce alerts and things for, like, sporting events or activities. I suppose social media could be put to good use in things like news boards and school advertising, but I beg to differ, and I think Mrs. Brucker agrees with me. I just think that they're here to learn and that we need to take away all the distractions that come with social media and the outside world, they need to be as as much as possible. Now, I would bet that many students and teachers would agree with Mrs. Brucker in saying that social media shouldn't be used in the classroom setting, period. I think the biggest reason why people would say this is because of the dangers that social media can impose on not only students, but everybody. While we've talked about how social media in schools can be used in a more positive way, I personally have seen it being used in more of a harmful way to other students and classmates. I couldn't agree more. Whether I've seen it in group chats, personal direct messages, or even on people's public stories for all to see, people often use social media in a destructive way to bring other people down or to bully people online with behind their back. Yeah, and with that in mind... Kids in a school setting are often hesitant to say pretty much anything in fear of it being put on online for everyone to see. Right, and that would be enough for anyone to hold back for fear of being made fun of online. And I imagine this creates a lot of anxiety in the classroom, a place where students should only be focused on learning and are instead focusing on what other people think of them. Absolutely, and that's just another reason that social media shouldn't be allowed in student safe zones. So, to wrap it up, social media being used in schools negatively affects student efficiency, gives students incentives to be unfocused during class, and poses a threat to student safety. While some may disagree on how to solve this issue, it appears that the most effective way to help our students is to ban the use of social media and potentially phone use in school. 
We encourage everyone, not just students, to use social media purposefully and only when appropriate. Setting limitations is the best way we can achieve this goal. This will not only improve students' and teachers' well-being in and out of the classroom, but will also make for a safer environment and community altogether. We thank you for listening to our podcast today and hope it has given you some new perspectives. See you next time on Economics.